0: Hello there and a very warm welcome to episode 13 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. Yes, episode 13. And it's lucky for me because I'm delighted to be joined by a friend and fellow psychologist, Maddie. Hello. Maddie, would you like to say a few words about... Yourself.
1: Well, gosh, I'll try. Well, thank you very much uh, for having me on as a guest, even if it is episode 13. Um, I'm Maddie, a um, bit of a psychology nerd, work in learning and development, um, and a big fan of podcasts.
0: Maddie, Maddie's being a little bit shy here, a little bit coy. <laughs> She's not only a fan of podcasts, she actually co hosts a podcast with her friend Kelsey, and it's called Freaking the Fuck Out. It takes a a light-hearted, forward-slash-serious look mm. at the anxious mind. And I think, it's, I think it's entertaining, and they cover a different topic every episode, but it's also got really serious messages. But what it's doing for me is really normalising that condition of the human mind and how I've got a mind that likes a good worry, and, and so do you too, which makes me feel some degree of comfort.
1: Oh, thank you. That's exactly what we're going for.
0: Excellent, well it it works, it works So I don't know whether you want to give it a a quick plug
1: Oh, quick shout out, hi mum Yeah, yeah, so it's Freaking the Fuck Out You can find it on all good podcast uh, providers And we're on social media at FDFOpod
0: Brilliant, brilliant, thank you very much So we've got a topic in mind for today We're going to have a fairly freeform conversation And our topic is how we got into ACT and kind of why we got into ACT. Now ACT is acceptance and commitment therapy and we're going to talk about this because we both use it in organisational work and in coaching. So as well as telling you a bit about why we got into it, also you might get some nuggets of what might be useful for you in in pursuing your interest in ACT. Do you mind if we do it again?
1: No, no, let's do it.
0: But I feel like we're getting a rhythm now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I think
1: we'll, like, ease into it. Right. Should we do the whole thing? And then you could, like...
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you mind? Yeah, no, not at all. I should say, also, we're working in a really warm room here at City University. <laughs> and, and we might be... I don't know. I might be getting. I might be having an attack of the vapours or something. Sucker so... like
1: in a sauna.
0: <laughs> we are clothed, though, I should... <laughs> At the moment. So, as an homage to Freaking the Fuck Out podcast, they always start, Maddie and Kelsey, they always start with a freak of the week. What's been causing their anxious mind to kind of go into... Loop the loops this week. So, Maddie, do you have a freak of the week?
1: Yeah, it's actually quite nice because we're on a bit of a break at the moment, so I haven't been really thinking about my freaks of the week. So uh, it's good to bring it back. um I think mine is remembering what it's like to be an England football fan. So at point of recording, England have just won their first game. Um, but it Amazing. Any- <laughs> I mean, thank you. Um, it wasn't an easy ride. No. It was classic England football fan territory. So, we're back. And it's stressful and glorious.
0: Excellent. A real fan there.
1: <laughs> uh, every four years,
0: yes. Yeah. Once every four years is enough, <laughs> thematic, clearly. My Freak of the Week... Mm. This is the first time I've done a I'm Freak of the Week. Excited. My Freak of the Week is... thematic analysis.
1: Oh, no!
0: I'm doing some work with a client, and... I did some interviews to get an idea of what's going on for the team and decided I'd do thematic analysis on, the, on, the, on the, my notes of that, mm. those interviews. And I forgot what it's like delving into words like that and thinking, oh, there's a theme, oh, there's a theme. So that's kind of my freak of the week, just organising my themes, trying to spot patterns. And there's a point where you think it's never going to come to anything, and then there's another point where it just all seems to come together and produce you... A, a framework so that's happened yeah but it was quite stressful at the time yes
1: i mean the terms thematic analysis make my palms slightly sweaty <laughs> but that might be the room so it could,
0: could be something to do with the room but um yeah great okay so let's kick off on our our topic which is how we got into act mm. muddy mm. tell take me on a journey <sighs> let
1: me cast my mind back um I think the first time I heard of it was when I was doing my master's in occupational psychology at Goldsmiths. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, and it was sort of introduced as a slightly different approach to coaching um, or, I suppose, to counselling as well. Um, and I heard a bit about the theory of it and how it's essentially around living with whatever it is that is kind of causing you pain, I suppose. Mm. And I thought it sounded rubbish. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to live with this anxiety, to be honest. Is there yeah. not a way to just get rid of it? Is that yeah. is that not better? <laughs> um, but I did a bit of a, a 180 and ended up uh, looking into it for my dissertation. And um, I'm really kind of thinking, actually, it's kind of a bit of a dose of helpful reality in many ways i i was 26 i think when i did my masters and i thought you know if i've been living with these thoughts for this long there probably isn't a magic way of getting rid of them and i think act is a way of living with those Mm -hmm. thoughts and not trying to block them that's how i kind of see it anyway lovely what about you yeah
0: um good question um similar yet different so i I jumped ship from the civil service after a career of 20-odd years because I thought there was more to be done. Mm. I was in HR and HR role, various HR roles, but I decided to leave because I thought there was more influence and more impact I could have if I had some more psychology under my belt. Mm. My first degree was in psychology many years ago, and I thought if I get this more psychology stuff, I will... I would be able to work with organisations in a different way. Mm. So I did the Masters at City University. That's City <laughs> University. And other universities are available. But obviously, City and Goldsmiths are the best. But City is the best, really. And, yeah, I'd signed up for the course at City and I started looking at the course syllabus because I was keen. And I did some reading around that with this fellow called Paul Flaxman.
1: Who I now work
0: with, <laughs> yes. And, but there was something about it that intrigued me, but I didn't, I think like you, I think my first reaction was, oh, this sounds a bit complex, mm. six processes, things called self as context. Yes. And I didn't really get it. But then once we got into the lectures, I was like, hello, what's this? And it just spoke to me in a very, very human way, mm-hmm. in a way that, hell. Who wouldn't want to do stuff that matters in their life? But also, I think one of the biggest things for me, I remember the lecture where Paul was talking to us about this type of unhelpful thoughts and experience Mm -hmm. and memories and emotions and saying he said something along the lines of it's our job to go out there and normalise that this is normal for the Mm. human being. And I was like, mind blown. And I was thinking, God... It's kind of a, a wake-up call, and I still see that as an enormous privilege in the work I do with organisations and in coaching, mm. that telling people, a privilege to tell people, hey, everyone has this content, and there are different ways you can relate to it. That's it. That's the rub for me. Mm. It's not saying, get rid of this and skip through fields of wheat. Yes. <laughs> Don't know why I chose wheat. But it's saying, hey, life can be a bit shit. Yeah. And... If we're moving towards something that's important, it's bound to bring up some stuff mm. that is uncomfortable, difficult. And if we're willing to experience that as well as moving forward, then that's the key. And that's kind of my mission.
1: Great. Blimey, mission. It's a cracking mission, Ross. I've never
0: said that before, I think. <laughs> So, I know, because I know you, that you've brought ACT into organisations. Yes. But would you say a little bit about that, Madi?
1: Yeah, so we run an ACT workshop um, internally, with yours truly, uh, and it was brought on a little bit because of... Changing contexts and just giving, wanting to give people almost a psychological toolkit to be able to cope with the stresses and strains that life. Throws at them, and also work out what is it that they value. What's the point of all this? Like, what Mm. should they be working towards or in the direction of, so that they can go through periods of difficulty while still going in the right direction? Mm. And so, I was just really passionate about using it in organisations and, as you say, normalising it. So making sure that it's not a specialist course that you have to go on if there's an issue. It's just a course that will help you to get some more tools so that they're Mm. there if and when you want to use them.
0: Yeah, yeah, lovely. And that course Maddie's talking about, we actually co-designed it together, me and Maddie, here in this very room. Yes. It wasn't as warm that day, but in this very room here in City Uni, we we co-designed that course, which Mm -hmm. which I now deliver. I just delivered the third day of it, or the third session of it, Mm -hmm. fairly recently. And it goes down pretty well, I think.
1: I think so. Lots of people stop me in the corridors and say that it was... Just a different way of thinking. And I think a lot of it t- is to do with normalising. You, know, you talk about passengers on the bus. Mm. Everyone's got passengers. And it's realising that everyone's passengers might not be the same, but everyone's got passengers. Mm.
0: Absolutely. And th- there's something you mentioned about it's not for people who, who really feel they need it. That's something mm. that's difficult to get over in the, in the comms around yes. courses like this. Because people kind of think, oh, I have to be broken to go on this. And, mm. it's, and these skills, the evidence shows that they improve people's psychological well-being wherever they're kind of starting from. So you might be feeling completely tickety-boo, but it can really help you, and as Maddie says, give you those skills. It's not just about work, which is another thing mm. I love about ACT. It's treating or it's regarding the whole person. It's not saying, let's just focus on you at work so I can get even more out of you for my buck. <laughs> it's about... You can apply these skills in, in different areas of life and have great impact there. And I know that myself and Maddie, we both use ACT in coaching as well. Yes. I find it really useful on a one to one. Do you any experiences you you can think of?
1: Yeah, I think have you spoken about the matrix?
0: No, let's just go for okay. it. Okay. So so I know we're both getting really interested over the last few months in in a way of applying ACT called The Matrix. Mm. And I'm doing some reading. I know you're doing some work with coaches around mm. this. But, yeah, why, why do you use ACT in coaching?
1: I think it's just... I know all coaching is non-judgmental, but it seems, like, very non-judgmental. And also, I think it's very positive. You're, go, you're thinking about what it is that you value, and then you're considering... What are your actions or thoughts that are taking you towards that value? And what, what is it that's taking you away from that value, but not judging mm. either of those sides of the yeah. matrix? That's what we've yeah. talked about before, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I think I'm getting more and more into it. I'm actually finally reading the book about it. One thing you that's...
1: wrote the book, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, you're, you're very kind. Um, <laughs> that bit in the middle about noticing, mm. I don't know about you, but... I love the way ACT uses noticing us when we're noticing our internal experience and we're also noticing what's going on around us. Because trying to train people in mindfulness in the workplace, I don't know whether it's because mindfulness is just so popular mm. that it's almost become damaged because there's lots of nonsense written about it, or whether it's just a difficult skill to get a handle on and practice, but I know that probably most of the people who I work with in a group training setting don't go on to practice mindfulness. No. But I think this skill of noticing mm-hmm. is far more appealing or far more, it has that utility about it that oh, I'm doing this noticing, I'm noticing the content of my mind, what my mind's producing, and I'm also noticing what's going on around me. It's kind of fun. And I think that's what matrix, the matrix does. It really brings that into clear view and gives a purpose to that skill that perhaps isn't there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just through, I don't mean to call it just, I really respect mindfulness but, but through mindfulness I think it gives it that that purpose.
1: It's certainly more applicable for more people I think. Mm-hmm. I think if you start doing mindfulness in a workshop you're going to lose a certain percentage of them.
0: Too. Yes, I think there's lots what of...
1: is this hippie nonsense? <laughs>
0: yeah, I think there's lots of myths to be busted <laughs> yeah. on it and even if you do try and bust them. It's quite odd, although people do do it and I'm very grateful they do, it's quite odd to sit and meditate. In fact... Someone at a recent training was like, yeah, but I can't do this at work. Mm. And, yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, you don't always need to practice it at work. But I think developing the skill of noticing rather than being in the wandering autopilot mind is something really, really useful. Mm -hmm. So let's try and bring that all together with some key takeaways. I think mine might be if you're kind of interested by what we've said, and bear in mind both of us were a bit confused or, hmm? at the beginning when we <laughs> discovered ACT, maybe go and explore. What, what do you reckon, Maddie?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just go and check it out, see, see what it's about. You might think it's rubbish, you might think it's the best thing since sliced bread.
0: Do you have any resources that you'd point someone to who was interested in finding out more about ACT?
1: So, a book that I bought recently, actually upon your recommendation, um, was called Things Might Go Terribly Horribly Wrong, which sounds <laughs> yeah. like the opposite of a book a slightly anxious person should be reading. Yeah. Um, but it is all about uh, ACT principles. It's got quite a lot of activities that you can do um, and apply quite easily. So, it's by Kelly G. Wilson and M. Troy DeFreen. or oh, something like that. Very those well lines. said, madam. Well.
0: And i endorse it. It's a marvellous book. Um, so I'd add another book recommendation, uh, and it's by a guy called Ross Harris. who's a big act guy, and he makes it very accessible. And he wrote a book called The Happiness Trap, which is the one I'd recommend. It's kind of where I started out many years ago. And he also has loads of videos on YouTube. So type in his name, Ross Harris... And look at some of his short videos. They're very informative and really explain the concepts pretty well.
1: And also, if I may, People Soup. Great podcast.
0: Oh. oh, bless you. I thought you'd <laughs> never bring it up. But yes. But yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, it's definitely ACT-focused um, and giving people little activities and things to try out um, and get to grips with ACT.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um that, <laughs>
1: Take the compliment.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much. I think it's just down to me to bring it home now and say thank you so much to Maddie for joining me in this rather warm room. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to Andy Glenn for the Spoon Orchestra. Yeah, get in touch. Tell us what you think. If you would like this episode, if you want to see more guests, please drop me a line on peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com, on Twitter at RossMcCoach, on Instagram at people.soup, and I think that's all my handles, etc. So, yeah, thank you once again for listening. Have a great week, and I'll speak to you very soon. Bye for now.
1: Bye. <laughs> Boom.